listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Welcome, everyone, to BMO's Intune podcast. I'm Peter Sklar, the consumer analyst at BMO Capital Markets, and my associate, Emily Fu, is also here today. And we're going to discuss the outlook for Canadian grocery e commerce, which many of you know has been a hot topic. So, similar to many retail sectors, online grocery adoption you know, has accelerated as a result of COVID 19. We recently conducted a survey of a thousand Canadians across the country to try and figure out how their shopping behavior has changed as a result of COVID and more importantly, what their intentions will being forward. So what we really want to know is we've had this big spike on the online grocery channel and we want to know how much of that is going to be sticky. Peter, how about we dive right into the survey results? Uh, So from the survey, can you tell us how many people were using grocery e-commerce before and during COVID? And what did the respondents say their intentions are going to be after COVID passes? Okay, so prior to COVID, about 10% of Canadians used online as their primary shopping channel. During COVID, that tripled to about 30%. And Based on consumers' intentions, which we got from the survey, post-COVID, it's expected to double from the pre-COVID level to 20%. So it goes from 10% pre-COVID, 30% during COVID, and 20% post-COVID. And that's their primary shopping channel. What was interesting, though, there was another 7% of respondents who would like to shop online post-COVID, but don't believe it was available to them. In reality, because Loblaws Click and Collect and Walmart's Click and Collect is so pervasive across Canada, just about every Canadian, 95% of Canadians probably have access to online shopping. They're just not aware of it. So in very short order, we think that 7% will figure out online is available to them. So really, we think it's going to triple very soon once we get into the post-COVID environment. So if you include the 7%, we're looking for it to triple post-COVID. Wow, that sounds like it could be a really meaningful change. So what does this mean then in terms of grocery penetration for the next five years? Right. Okay. Good question. So let's put it into market share and then dollars. In terms of market share of online, online penetration prior to COVID was one and a half percent. As we mentioned, it tripled during COVID to four and a half percent. And in five years, based on consumers' intentions and making reasonable assumptions of growth rates, we think online penetration in Canada could be 5 to 10% of total grocery sales. So those are the market share statistics. Let's put it in dollars and cents. So the total Canadian grocery market, so this is, you know, in-store and online, everything, is about $120 of which $1.8 was online pre-COVID. That amount doubled to about $3.8 billion post-COVID. And in five years, based on consumer intentions and growth rates, we think it'll be $7 to $12 billion. What that means is there is $5 to $10 billion of revenue that is going to switch channels from in-store to online 
And that's up for grabs because we don't think there's going to be a lot of channel loyalty or brand loyalty, I should say. And to put that five to 10 billion, which is jump ball, to put it into perspective, you know, these are rough numbers, I'm rounding, but Loblaw's annual grocery sales are about 35 billion, Empire's are 25 billion, and Metro's 15 billion. So you can see it's a lot of market share could be won or lost. Emily, one of the big questions is this. Is that five to 10 billion gonna go to self-pickup, which is the click and collect model you see from Loblaw and Walmart? Or is it going to be delivered to your house? I know this is something that you looked into in the survey. So go ahead, Emily, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so going back a few years, the big question has always been, is online grocery going to go towards the click and collect self-pickup model or the delivery model? And based on our survey results, we believe that as of now, there's a preference for self-pickup over home delivery in Canada. We think this slight preference for pickup is due to the fact that it's been around much longer than the delivery channel. And obviously, it's more readily available because Loblaw and Walmart are both in this channel and their pickup locations are pretty much all over Canada. However, also in our survey, we tried to determine how sticky each type of online user was to their particular channel. And we found that more pickup users are likely to switch to delivery just because of the fact that delivery just hasn't been available as an option for a large population of Canadians. Delivery as of now is very regional and limited. And aside from services like Instacart, Voila, which is the offering recently launched by Empire, is the only offering that aspires to go national. But as we know, they've only just launched their first location in the greater Toronto area in June of this year and has years to go before covering the entire country. So, Emily, in the near future for online grocery, how much do you think will be pickup and how much do you think will be home delivery? So our survey actually shows us that there is enough demand for both channels, both click and collect and delivery, and that the grocers would optimally need to be offering both methods in order to benefit from the consumer shift to online grocery shopping. And going forward after COVID-19, we believe that some of the current preference for self-pickup could shift given, you know, what's going to go on in the grocery marketplace and if there are new players in both click and collect and our delivery and as voila, like we said before, rolls out across the country. So Emily, as you know, many people changed their grocery shopping habits during COVID. I know you've looked at this as well. Can you talk about how market share changed during COVID? Yes, of course. As we've expected, many people switched grocery stores at the height of the pandemic for one reason or another. Some people switched to a store closer to home because they don't have to go to work anymore. Some people switched because the store was maybe cleaner or safer than others in their opinion. So there are a lot of reasons. But what we didn't expect was that from our survey, a surprising 28% of respondents actually switched brands during the pandemic. And that is a lot more than we had anticipated initially. 
And now here's another surprise. Despite all of this switching, though, this 28% of Canadians having switched, after comparing the market share data from our survey pre and during COVID, we found that with the moving market share, it eventually actually tumbled out fairly evenly across the board. And most of the grocer shares at the end of the day was net neutral with only plus or minus 1% difference between pre-COVID and during COVID. The only grocers with a slightly higher 2% change were Loblaw, who was down 2%, and Walmart, who was up 2%. And we think both of these slightly higher changes were because of the increase in the consumer's preference for one-stop shop during COVID. Everybody just wanted to get in and get out and do all of their shopping in one's place. Loblaw being over-indexed with discount stores like No Frills was negatively impacted. And conversely, Walmart being a mass merchant benefited as families could go in and pick up clothes or tools, toys, anything else along with their groceries. So back to the data point of 28% people having switched brands, it looks to us that brand loyalty at the grocers may not be as sticky as we had thought it would be initially. And with people disengaged from their normal pre-pandemic habits, this actually represents a potential share up for grabs. So Peter, with the findings from our survey, what does this mean for all of the Canadian grocers? Obviously, the most interesting one to look at is Empire, as they recently launched Voila. So Voila is going to be a national home delivery service, the only one besides Instacart. They launched in the GTA in June of this year. They will launch a fulfillment center in Montreal in 2021. And they're going to launch two in the West, although they haven't given the timing. We expect it'll be 2022. Now, the issue is going to be the ramp losses. The management has indicated that the like these are big fixed cost structures, these fulfillment centers, and the Toronto facility is going to lose 20 cents a share in year one. Then in year two, you're going to have Montreal losing 20 cents a share and Toronto losing a little bit less. And then in year three, you're going to have the two fulfillment centers out west, each losing 20 cents a share, plus Montreal will be losing a little bit of money and hopefully Toronto will be breaking even by that point. So you can see that these ramp losses when they peak in aggregate could amount to 50 cents a share, you know, which is a lot off the earnings. The positive though is when these facilities, if and when they do get fully ramped, we think they can generate good returns. As you know, uh, Voila is licensed from Ocado in the UK. Ocado runs their own online home delivery retail business, and they provide the financials of that business in their segmented reporting. And that business has been generating recently about a 4.4% EBITDA margin, which is not up to a bricks and mortar margin, but it's still pretty good. So that's good. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we recently subscribed to an online database we're able to measure the engagement metrics of consumers who are on the Voila website. And this is what we found. After an initial ramp when Voila opened, visits to the website plateaued in September. The other thing we found in terms of web traffic, it's only operating at a small fraction of its capacity. But the good news is it's done a good job establishing the Voila brand in the GTA and we measure that by looking at how people get to the website, like how do they arrive at the website. And most of the people or a high proportion are getting there 
by directly inputting the URL or through organic search. So the brand is resonating. And the other thing we found too, is that it's attracting a younger demographic. But the bottom line is the launch of Voila is in its infancy and it's way too early to tell. Emily, why don't you share with us your read-throughs for Loblaw? Yeah, sure, Peter. In our view, Loblaw is the best positioned out of the three publicly traded grocers to benefit from this shift to online grocery shopping. Loblaw is the leader for online click and collect with over 700 pickup locations, and it covers 90% of Canada's addressable market. Also, Loblaw has one of Canada's most popular loyalty programs, PC Optimum, and it has more than 20 million members. And of course, people love their President's Choice brand products as well. We think the shortcoming for Loblaw is that it is currently using Instacart for its online grocery delivery aspect, and we find Instacart to be expensive and not a good long-term solution. Loblaw has started testing a proprietary home delivery solution, and we think this is important because we don't know how long Click and Collect will remain the preferred channel for consumers as more online options become available. And we feel like Loblaw has to also be in the home delivery option in order to fully capture this benefit from the shift to online. Peter, can you share with us your thoughts on Metro and its position on grocery e-commerce? So Emily, on Metro, up until recently, they had what I would consider to be an interim solution. They were operating out of 12 hub stores, uh, nine in Quebec, three in the GTA, and they were providing largely home delivery. More recently though, they've laid out their longer term plans. For home delivery, they've announced a dark store. It's not really a store, it's an industrial site that they're converting. It's about 100,000 square feet and it will be dedicated to fulfilling for home delivery on the island of Montreal. We would expect that they will develop another facility for fulfillment off the island in Quebec, and we expect uh, about within the next year that they'll announce the same strategy in Toronto where they'll buy an industrial building and uh, convert that for fulfillment for home delivery in the GTA. They've also upped their commitment to click and collect They were originally uh, thinking about 30, 40 stores, but now they're saying uh, about 100 stores by the end of 2021. So they're just getting started with their click and collect, but you can see it's a pretty strong ramp if they're going to be at 100 stores uh, within a year from now. So my overall thoughts on Metro and contrasting it to the strategies of Loblaw and Empire, look, Loblaw, as you know, is committed to click and collect, which is order online, and uh, the customer picks up that store. And Empire, through their Voila and their fulfillment centers, is committed to home delivery. Uh, Metro is committed to both channels. They are going to commit, you can see they're committing to both home delivery and customer pickup. And in a typical Metro fashion, it's capital light. So these dark stores that they'll be developing, and as I mentioned, the first one was announced on the island of Montreal. They're spending about, they announced about 15 million of capital to set that up. That is significantly less than the automated fulfillment center that uh, Voila is developing, for example. So very typical Metro, they're pursuing all the channels and they're doing it in a capital light manner. Peter, what are your overall high-level conclusions? So this is what I think the takeaways are. Online grocery 
is going to be 5 to 10% of grocery shopping in five years. This is a significant channel shift, and the grocer who's the winner could have significantly better comps. The issue is going to be profitability, because if you take a shopper who is currently shopping in-store in your banner and then convert them to an online shopper, it may negatively impact your profitability. So the key is going to be capturing bricks and mortar and online shoppers from competitors and then converting them to your online channel. I think this is a a good place to stop. Thanks for joining us today. And again, I'm Peter Sklar and my colleague, Emily Fu. And on behalf of BMO In Tune, thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to In Tune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to In Tune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.